All right, here we go. Hello, and welcome to another. Oh, nope. <clears throat> We're starting again. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Rourke. Rourke, how are you doing? I'm well. I did not make a conscious decision to join you in the dating app challenge, uh, the 30-day challenge that you're doing. Seven, and yet seven, seven, seven days. Oh, it's only seven days? Please don't sign me up for 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. I, I don't like, like to month. interrupt you, but whoo. No, that was a perfect interruption. I'm so sorry. So <laughs> I have been behaving in every way as if I am a part of your seven-day challenge. Love it. Yeah. Um, very committed for, to the apps. I appreciate that. For those of you guys who have missed this, I'm doing a seven-day challenge where I spend 15 minutes a day dedicated to my dating apps. A lot of people are asking, is that 15 minutes a day just swiping or does that include the messaging that you're doing? And it's just swiping. Like these 15 minutes – or liking or whatever app you're using, these 15 minutes are specifically dedicated to new prospects. Love it. Yes. Um, I've been trying to, even if I just, like, even if there are little things I don't like about a profile, for example, I feel like I've been trying to even just like get the ball rolling with an opening question, seeing if there's something there, trying not to be too hard on the profile while also not ignoring things that just would outright be a genuinely bad match. Yeah, like Lee said last week, trying to decrease the number of things that are making us go ick. Mm-hmm. Although I do have a little bit of a callback to that. Oh, yeah. Please, please update. So last week we talked about how I was going to go out with Sloppy Joe. Yes. Of also, Sloppy I feel fame. so bad that that's his nickname. It makes I- perfect <laughs> sense. But to call a man Sloppy <laughs> Joe is so harsh. I know. But he really did this to himself. Yeah. Would car selfie be better? Would that be preferable? Well, I think based on the fact that this might be the um, rap on the story, I, I don't think we need to like commit to a new nickname. That's really fair. Okay, so spoiler alert, I am not going out with Sloppy Joe because – so last week I said I was going to do it. He asked me out as we were recording. I said yes. He asked if I was free Friday. I said yes. He never replied crazy so nuts and i was like okay so this this isn't the end of the conversation like there's more that needs to be said after somebody says do you want to go out friday and the other person says yes there's another you have to say something else yeah somebody's offered something you've accepted and now now like right yeah the person's agreed to the thing that you wanted exactly so so he didn't say anything. And then several days later, we get to Friday, the day in question, and I get a, hey, you, with a waving emoji. Uh, I mean, I think if is – is there a version of this story where he texts you Friday morning and says, I'm so sorry I didn't get back to you. Is there any chance you're still free tonight? I would still love to go out. And that would have – if you were free, that would have worked out for you? Definitely. Okay. So it's sort of this ambiguous unacknowledgement of – you're accepting a Friday date that is not working for you. Right. I also don't love, hey, you. I don't know you. True. But so, all long story short, Sloppy Joe is no more. Well, rest in peace, Sloppy Joe. Um, he can, um, we can get like a family plot for him and Laxbro, I think. 
Wait, really? I don't know. I I don't know. I'm on the fence. So I think it's funny because like I think that we talk about like our phone throwing moments. I have yeah. a feeling Laxbro is having a phone <gasps> throwing moment. Oh no. Yeah. So this weekend we had a sec a very fun second date on Thursday. And yeah. then yeah, everything was like looking up. And he actually asked if I could have done um seen him again last weekend, but I said I have an unusually packed weekend, you know it's just not going to work. And then on both Friday and Saturday, I proceeded to get these sort of, I think, anxious driven drunk texts from him. Oh no, lax bro. Exactly. And not you up. Like, I want to be very clear, not inappropriate, not you up style, nothing like that. Just like very late, I think. Tr- and not even that late. I just go to bed early. I'm very lame. <laughs> These were like at 1140 at night. Um, <laughs> um, but like later texts that I think were just sort of trying to like get my attention again to like keep the dialogue going. Uh-huh. And as we've discussed, I can be avoidant. And so for me, this, that type of texting, I'm like, no, can you like, please not. Well, so what was the, so that happened, you were sleeping. So like, what was the next morning interaction? So I woke up to these and one of the Friday one, he, I had asked him a question. He answered it later and I fell Mm -hmm. asleep in between question and answer. Okay. And then his text to me was the the man raising his hand emoji. Oh. Yes, which I took as like a, hey, I'm here. That's exactly what that was. Like if he had sent a like Bueller type of gif. Yes, exactly. So I sent back in the morning, hey, I fell asleep super early. And then I um, question mark reacted <laughs> to the emoji. <laughs> Such an asshole. Be- I yeah, that was a little mean. But um anyway, he does <laughs> not address it oh. until he mentions later, and I'm sort of reading between the lines here, he mentions later doing a workout that was tough because he felt hungover. Got it. And so I was like, okay, uh, chalk it up to that. Fine. Then Saturday, now the conversation was over. He texts me four hours later. There are lots of dogs here. <laughs> and then one hour after that haha can i delete that text Ooh. so part part of the reason that this is hitting my heart is because i am lax bro lax bro is me <laughs> i'm so sorry like i am feeling in that second text the can i take this text back text i am feeling his anxiety in that yeah I know and like I just wish like I could have told like I just wish he felt good enough to know that like at 1 30 in the morning if I'm not responding it's not because I don't like you yeah so, anyway you talk to him about that I don't know I don't know I don't like I don't know if I I, I don't know where we're at <laughs> sorry that was okay. a long I don't know but I responded in the morning at 7 45 when I got up what is happening here? Laugh, cry emoji, laugh, cry emoji. Just to sort of be like a little jokey about it. but And he sent back like teeth gritted, grimace emoji, blushing wide eye emoji, and then said, I am unwell. <laughs> okay. Well, he does have a good sense of humor about his transgressions. We have to give him that. I agree. I agree. It's just, it's 
it's given me the ick a little bit. And I'm, again, I'm trying not to be, I, I don't want to use the word picky. I'm trying not to write somebody off for something that I think is a pretty natural emotion, like early in dating when you like someone. And, yeah. and so we'll see. I, the option is there definitely to continue it. I just need to decide what to do. Okay. So, so Laxbro had two phone throwing moments this week. For sure. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're, they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice, nice little flavorful drink. That is a little little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the Recess Watermelon Mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little, little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious, and you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH, so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Well, I would be remiss not to mention that I did have my own. Very good. Here we go. (laughs) So, and uh, I think no one will be surprised to find out that it is, again, technology-based. Not shocked at all. (laughs) Okay. So, I recently downloaded Voxer. Okay, yeah, I like Voxer. Yeah, which is an app that I know you have, which for reasons we'll find out in a second. But it's I'm using it to communicate with my new virtual assistant, which I'm pumped about. She's amazing so far. Um, she's helping us get all of our podcast social media content to the listeners. Bless this woman. Yes, for real. Um, so she uses Voxer to communicate with her clients, and it's like a voice messaging app. So I downloaded it, and... I was, I guess, rushing through the setup or something. I don't really know. And I like imported my contacts into it, like saw her, whatever, was talking to her, got a message from you saying, oh, hey, you're here. I was like, oh, hey, Rourke. Yeah, I'm here. Hi. Went to bed. Woke up the next morning and had a text from another friend with a screenshot of an email that she received from Voxer telling her that I was on the platform. Which is how I, too, became informed of your presence. <laughs> yes. Which then I was like, oh, Rourke definitely got that email, too. Come to find out, I accidentally clicked the notify, like, connect with all contacts button during the setup. And so every single person on Voxer whose contact information I have got an email that I joined. And there were many former Mr. Heights included. That is amazing. Did any act on it? Thank God, no. I actually blocked one of them on Voxer. I have somebody on Voxer blocked. (laughs) Um, And the person that I blocked was the Duke. Ah, yeah. Probably smart. Yeah, I just don't want to open a lot. I don't want him. I just don't want to deal with that. I just truly don't. Yeah, I think that's really reasonable. What I think makes this especially funny is the phrasing of the email is – Allie wants you to know that she's available to chat on Voxer or like something like that. Yes. And so it felt personalized. I like really thought you wanted me to chat with you on Voxer. It feels really purposeful. It feels like when you, 
if you were to go through your contacts and select certain people that you do want to invite to be friends with you, that's what that email seems like I've done. It's so it's so bad. It's good. I, so yeah, so that was that was my phone throwing moment of the week. But I did have another really exciting thing happen to me this week. Yeah, which was this past weekend. Uh, a couple friends and I went to Talea Brewery in Williamsburg, which is a women-owned brewery in New York City, which is amazing because love it. Women in beer is like not a thing, um, and I love beer. So we went, and one of the servers knew me uh, as Finding Mr. Height, and we got to chat about that. And this was the first time that I've ever talked to a follower in real life. That is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. I love that. I am so I'm so excited for you. It was so fun. And like, you know, I started this whole thing or I grew this whole thing during a time when you don't go many places. Yeah. So I haven't had the opportunity to really meet anybody that I've, you know, any followers that I've sort of cultivated during this time. And it was just really cool. A lot of fun. That's awesome. So what we're saying is if you recognize Allie, come say hi. Say hi. <laughs> and of course, though, my two friends who I was with would not let it go. And for the, we like went to another place afterwards and we walked in and they were like, we're with Allie from TikTok. Does anybody, does anybody know that we're with Allie from TikTok? Like, That's so funny. Such assholes. They want to make love me- it. I was talking about like how we were talking about making merch, like yeah. gavel, crime, whatever. And they were like, well, we're going to make we're with Allie from TikTok merch. So. Yeah, it'll be like the like I'm with stupid, but yep. it'll be it'll say I'm with Allie from TikTok. Yeah, which basically means I'm with stupid in their heads. Oh please, no way. <laughs> but uh, but it was really cool. So uh, Hannah is her name. So hi Hannah, love that. Um, okay, so I have a dating hack. Maybe oh. I don't know. We're gonna find out. <laughs> we don't have results yet. Amazing. But this is either this is either genius or embarrassing. I'm not sure which. Maybe both. Um, that can be the new poll. So I love that poll. (laughs) I was going through Hinge last night and I went to the standouts tab, which as the listeners know, or anyone who uses Hinge knows, is the place where you can only reach out to people through the paywall roses. Yeah, it's a racket. AKA the the bad place. (laughs) And, And so I was like looking at them, whatever. And because I had my one weekly rose, I was like, do I, you know, am I going to use this thing? What's going to happen here? And I noticed that one guy had his Instagram handle on it. It was not one of those jerky ones where it said, you know, I'm not on here often. Message me on Instagram. It wasn't like that. I think it was just to probably preempt any like catfish. Just get it out there and share it, whatever. Yeah, fine. So I was like, I know how I can get around the paywall. This is And so I just DM'd him on Instagram. What'd you say? I said, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy who came up on her hinge standouts, but she doesn't want to pay for roses, asking him to DM with her. Yes. I love this so much. So we don't know if it's worked yet, you said, though. Has he responded? Correct. He has not responded. I sent it last night. I don't know. Like, I don't know how much normal people check their requests folder or like if he'll see, you know, we don't. It's just a random reach out. Okay. Is your profile public or private? So I actually decided to make it public for 24 hours yep. on the chance that's, that they see it. That's why I asked because you have to. 
Like, I think, I think the number one, not that I'm an expert DM slider, but I think that like the number one rule when you slide into someone's DMs is your profile has to be public or they're not going to respond. I agree. Yes. So, and also in theory, I got a chance to peruse their profile. They can glean what they can from my Instagram and that's fair. Yes. Totally agree. Okay. Well, we're going to have to follow up on this next week. Oh, for sure. I mean, hope you know. Hopefully, this will turn into something. Um, real bummer if it doesn't, but that's okay. I, yeah, I love that though. I one of the things that's happened to me before is somebody that I didn't match with on Bumble reached out to me on LinkedIn. Yeah, and with this like four paragraph message about how he thought we were so compatible, and why didn't I match with him on Bumble? See, that's you can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah. That's that's too aggressive. Yeah. Because I will say that like – and I've said this to the women who have said this to me before that like they're like, oh, why is he reaching out when he like knows I didn't match with him? But you don't know if someone's seen your profile because you don't see everybody. Correct. Just because you're seeing them doesn't mean they've seen you. Yeah. Indeed. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are – I think over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrhyde.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come DC Comedy Loft Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand up shows, start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt, I want to come with my sister, I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrhight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. I want to transition us to this week's Is This Weird or Not poll. I voted within the first five minutes, which is very on brand for me. And then we agreed that I would not look again. So I don't know what the final results are. And I'm somebody who doesn't like to be wrong. So I'm really nervous. I'm so excited that we had this idea for you to not know what the results are. It is genius. So for those of you who didn't see this story, this week's Weird or Not is specifically directed at people who date genders other than their own. Do you think it's weird if your partner has a close friend that is your gender? So for example, I identify as a woman, I date men. Do I think it's weird if my partner has close friends who are women or nah? Excellent. So I voted, obviously, nah. I am a woman who dates men and I have male close friends. And so for me, not weird. I totally agree. But now I want to know, Rourke, what do you think the listeners slash followers thought? What do you think that split was, weird or not? So I have a feeling I'm overthinking this, but 
<laughs> which is not a shock to anyone. But I think that it's going to be a little bit more weird than nah, in that I think that people might see this. And because I also think the equation really changes if that person is an ex. Yeah. And I could see some people sort of telling themselves that story before voting and then picking weird, but then maybe saying, like, oh, it's only weird if it's your ex mm-hmm. in the expl- when they give you an explanation. Yeah. So I'm going to say it is like a 55 45 weird is the 55 45 is the nah. So I also had a similar thought process before I looked at the updated results. And I have to say that I'm proud of the followers because the split was 30% weird, 70% nah. That is shocking. Wow. Yeah. Go followers. Absolutely shocked. Oh my God. Yeah. And that's great though. It's amazing. And it, and so. Again, if you don't f- listen to the stories or follow the stories, when we post this poll right afterwards, we then give each group an opportunity to sort of explain themselves. And there were some really consistent themes that showed up in both camps. Um, and the ones that came through in the Na box were things that you and I have talked about a lot. And one of the reasons we've talked about it a lot is because we each have close male friends. Yes, we do. And we had so much fun yesterday recording with them. So guys, we have our first guests. I'm so excited, not only to start having guests, but also that they are our first guests because obviously they're both very important people to us. Um, But I just think it's so great. I'm so excited. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. And so I think now should we just take the listeners to the conversation? It's really it's really a normal episode where the four of us just sort of chat about what it's like to have friendships with a person of another gender. And I think everyone's going to love it. I'm super excited. And just so that you guys know, we're going to kind of be going back and forth. We'll have guests sometimes. It'll be just be us sometimes. We like to say that we're letting the content dictate what we do. So if we have a great guest for you, then we'll have a great guest. And otherwise, it'll be the two of us. Awesome. And here they are. Here they are. Welcome to the pod. I, Allie, am here with my friend Darcy. Hi, everyone. Great to be here. And I, Rourke, am here with my friend Matt. I've been really excited for this. I can't wait. Let's do it. Me too. We've been eagerly awaiting this episode. Well, let's like start by telling some friendship origin stories. How did you guys become friends? How did you meet? How did we get here today? Um, We met through volleyball, but do you actually remember when we met? Because I don't. I don't think I can think of what the first time was. Well, it's because like we hang out with so many different groups at different times. Like you just randomly meet people and then you won't see them for like a while. And then all of a sudden they're your best friend like three months later. And you just don't even know how it happened. Yeah. But I did know about you a long time before I ever actually met you. What is that? Because you coached my cousin. Oh, that's right. I I coached his little cousin. That's right. So, I, that so, was oh, weird so for a second. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So I, I had heard about the Alessia just for a long time, but it, you know, finally got to meet her like, like probably like years after I heard about you. Yeah, because I coached her like yeah a long yeah. time ago. But yeah. So then when Allie came on your radar, were you like? I've heard this chick is like super cool. I need to befriend her. I was I was intimidated because I was I'd heard her resume and her coaching style, and I was like, I gotta be on point when I meet her. So yeah. <laughs> so you guys like hit it off friendship like the whole way. Have there been any like stops and starts? No, not really. No, not really. Outside of when I played 
poorly on the court. That's, this best. Is true. That's about it. <laughs> I get upset. Yeah. And then she ices you out. Okay. It's like it's a five minute thing and then we get over, we move on. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, so I think we like became friends and then we just kind of gradually got closer. Um and I would say like, I don't know, maybe two or three years ago, it was probably like when my dad was sick, I yeah. think, that we got like really close. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. How about you guys? What's the deal? Um, well, we went to college together. I briefly dated his college best friend. Would you call him your best friend? At the time, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Not me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting that you guys have I, that. I see a theme here. What do you mean? Wow. I also briefly dated his college best friend. Oh, <laughs> that's good. For the listeners, his college best friend is the aspiring sober vegan. So we have him uh, to thank yeah. for that story. His college best friend broke up with me on Valentine's Day. Oh, great. So we've got a great track record with college best friends. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's re- it was actually like, it's an amazing story now. But anyway, he and I got along great. We remained friends. And then when I moved to New York, we did not. So like, that's why I asked about like stops and starts with you guys. We didn't like stay long distance friends. I like moved to New York and we like didn't stay in touch. And then when I moved to LA and needed friends, I reached out and was like, hey, Matt, like, remember me? Can we be friends again? <laughs> Does that feel accurate? That's very accurate. Thank you. Yeah. Did you did you give her like a waiting period? Did you make her like prove herself again? <laughs> no, I mean not at all. I think it's it's really interesting, especially in like the the subculture out here in LA, as far as like making genuine friends. But it is very very hard, in my opinion, to make like real legitimate wholesome sort of friends. And so having known her, it was really easy to be like oh, I know who this person is. And that level of sort of authenticity that we both had at the first sort of lunch that we went to up the street. Did we do lunch? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I I, um, I was actually trying to remember like what our first hang was. It was like a Sunday late lunch. It was in Santa Monica. Lovely. Yeah. And then, yeah, Matt is a great like connector. I think when you meet somebody you feel like you want to be friends with, you're like, okay, let's bring them into the group. Let's like yeah. do things together. And so he very quickly like introed me into this like, core group of guy friends that he has and we've sort of like grown from there very true very true well okay so i want to transition a little bit to the reason we are here today is to um not only like meet each other's friends virtually but also to talk about what it is like to have a close friendship with a person of another gender when you're then out there in the dating world and you're maybe not sure how to sort of confront that dynamic has this friendship caused an issue in any relationships you've been in <laughs> ali has raised her hand <laughs> ali has entered oh, the chat yeah. i forgot yeah ali has <laughs> entered the chat um i forgot for a second that this is an audio podcast and nobody can see what i'm doing um yes this is yeah. an audio medium this is an audio medium my apologies listeners um yeah so our listeners will remember the oyster who is the guy that i dated for much of 2020 he had a completely unfounded and absurd obsession with Darcy and our friendship. And they actually went to the same school. So yeah. like he knew of you. So we had like oh, wow. kind of mutual friend groups. He should know who I am and, and could ask any of those guys like, you know, about me. So that, that when I found out about this, I was pretty shocked. Yeah. It was also because you never actually met him through me. Right. Because no. he was like, quarantine and all that stuff right after yeah. we started dating yeah so like he had never met him was just he had just fixated on this close male friend that I had and like one time he was like oh you you really like this Darcy guy like you think very <laughs> highly of him like I I think highly of all my friends do you or they not? wouldn't be around <laughs> right like do you think 
poorly of your friend? I don't understand. Yeah, that's a cra- that's 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 a bizarre comment. Very bizarre. Um, and yeah, it like it caused friction often for absolutely no reason. And I guess the, to, to that point, it's like I didn't even know about it, like or that I was that I was doing anything or something like that. Because I mean, the the phone call you said that was an incident. So yeah, I, there was this. It was this was really unfortunate, given how jealous he was of Darcy. But we were at a park playing volleyball, and I had been using my phone to play music through a Bluetooth speaker. And the oyster called me, and I walked away to take the phone call. But for some reason, the phone was still connected to the Bluetooth speaker. It's not even bad. No. It's not even bad. So Darcy was having a conversation with another friend of ours about a girl he was dating, but just hearing his voice was just infuriating my boyfriend on the phone because I kept being like oh shit sorry you can hear Darcy again like let me like undo the speaker and it like it infuriated him wow yeah no it wasn't even like they were talking about him or talking about me it was a totally unrelated conversation just the existence was triggering yeah and I assume although he denied it I assume there was history there on his end in terms of other women that he had dated and their relationships with friends um, but yeah, that was my, that was my experience. Yeah. From the outside looking in, knowing nothing about this guy, and I'm sure he was fantastic if he dated him all of 2020. He sounds really insecure. <laughs> my, my face and Rourke's hand gesture, he was not fantastic, but he also was insecure. <laughs> yes. And similar insecurity problem. Um, I dated somebody for, I think, 2019 and um he has not really been introduced but we'll call him the student that will be his official nickname and he uh he had been introduced he knew them he really enjoyed like I think he enjoyed game nights he was very participatory however he once um he did let me know that if we continued to date there would be a certain point where it was no longer acceptable for me to spend time in the group without him what? Also, I I really appreciated Matt just leaving his <laughs> shit on the side in the middle of the <laughs> so, I, I have a quick question. So this is your friend group before meeting him. Oh, and yeah. And then he said now dictating the rules of how you're allowed to hang out with that friend group. Yep. Bingo. Wow. That is unreal. So what? Yeah. how did you respond to that, though? I said, like, that's frankly absurd. I said that I love having you join us when you do. and. I'm sure that that is more often than not what's going to happen. That said, I still find it really important to give solo quality time to my friends when I'm in a relationship. And so I think it's really important that I still see them one-on-one and I'm not going to apologize or modify that. No, absolutely not. I've noticed a tactic that really works for me is sort of announcing your relationships with the people that are close to you as like absolute. It's like, Mm. I do this. And you don't invite any discussion around the topic. It's like, these six women are very close to me. I have never, you know, hooked up with any of these women. There's no history here. There's absolutely nothing going on. I go on a walk with Rourke. I do this. And if it's not really a something that could be questioned, then it's, I think, I think it's easier to process. And then it's like, oh, okay. Well, then if you use that evidence from, oh, they go on walks, they're really close. It's whatever. This isn't threatening. I want to get to know her because Matt's close with her. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you think, and then I want to find out if this has been an issue for either of you, but do you guys think that it's important to announce that at the beginning? Yeah, I was going to say, that's a it's a perfect transition point to like, how do you tell somebody about this? I, I 
I like the idea of not phrasing it as a question. Like, are you okay with this? Because I don't right. want your answer. No. Like, <laughs> you're, yes, it's okay. Because I also think there's the, the potential that you could over talk it in the sense of mm-hmm. that person didn't previously have an issue. But now that you've mentioned multiple times that I like now that I've said over and over again, I have male friends. He's like, why does she keep saying she has male friends? This a problem. Yeah. She doth protest too much <laughs> situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I've mentioned Allie probably, I, I, I can think of off the top of my head, at least four first dates. So <laughs> that might put it into perspective what I think. So like I play with a bunch of different girls and one of our friends, we play, I play with a lot and I affectionately dub her my volleyball wife because she has for right of first refusal on any time we play anything. So I pretty much always bring that up. And, but she ha- he, she's married and she, uh, her husband has a running wife. So, you know, it, it kind of works both ways. But I, I'm very clear and upfront about it. Like, you know, these are the people that I hang out with. It's a right. co-ed crowd. And, you know, don't I don't shy away from it at all. I'd rather just get it out there. So I think people feel more comfortable about it, understanding what that relationship is to start, as opposed to finding out later and then maybe having more questions about it. Yeah. Well, and by the way, this was, this was a bad joke and it was intended and armed as a joke. It wasn't taken that way, my fault. But when uh, a girl who's recently introduced to the group, when she was getting ready to come over... She was like, "Oh, I'm a little nervous." I was like, "Oh, don't, don't, don't worry about it. They're not going anywhere." <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so it was just. Oh god. <laughs> it was meant as a total joke to me. I was just trying to say, like, there's some right. permanence in the people who I've chosen over the past ten years being in LA to associate myself with and to like keep around. Like, they're special, and that also means a reflection of me. And if you like me, chances are you're going to like the qualities that I choose for because I've chosen them in you and choose them in my friends. This is awesome. You're going to get to meet the tribe. Has this ever been an issue for either of you guys in relationships? I've actually never run into that as an actual real problem. Well, I mean, the last relationship, she knew everybody. So that really uh, made that transition pretty easy. Um, but beforehand, I, well, I would say I've developed a lot more female friendships since college. So my other long-term relationship was during college. So I don't think I really ever had that problem. But to develop those kinds of friendships and stuff like that has been very, very important to me. And I've been lucky that I guess that I haven't had you know, somebody who I was dating feel threatened by that at all because I, I certainly would never give it up or, you know, change anything like that. If somebody, you know, expressed problems with it, yeah. I would want to have a conversation, work it out, not, you know, change anything that I do. Yeah, good. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> did, uh, and I'll bleep this, did, did ever have a problem? Yes, 100%. No. So the alley, it sounds like the access point for us and the insecurity, it's slightly different. Um, it wasn't as problem with a specific person. It was the problem with reserving so much bandwidth and emotional energy for other women that weren't her. So it wasn't armed as like, you're hanging out with Rourke too much. Mm. It was kind of every time you're investing in a relationship with Rourke and using that bandwidth, it's not me. So she would analyze that opportunity cost so wholeheartedly and then arm it against me. Well, why are you tired tonight? Oh, you went on a walk with Rourke this morning? Interesting. Like, I was almost not prioritizing her as the queen bee number one type type person at all moments. And I don't find that healthy, and I don't think Rourke finds that healthy either. So we do this segment on the pod. It's brand new. This is only the second time we've done it, called Weird or Nah, where we ask followers on Instagram if something random is weird or nah. Yeah. Not weird. And this week, in preparation for this episode, we did... If you date another gender besides your own, 
do you think it's weird if that person has friends of your gender? And so one of the reasons that people came back with of why they think it's weird is kind of what you were saying, Matt, where they think that that means that they're not getting all of their emotional needs met by me. So, and this wow. was, my followers are 90% women. So most of these mm-hmm. answers are coming from women and most of them are women who date men. So they were saying that means that he's not getting all his emotional needs met by me because he needs to have these other female friends. Mm. Man, I have such a negative reaction to that because I think it says the opposite. It's kind of like how people are like, oh my God, he's got a great relationship with his mom. Like, that's awesome. You know how to have a really like, you know, strong relationship with all the different types of women in your life. That probably means he'll be a better partner and more empathetic to my needs because he actually knows more about women than the average person who wouldn't have that close association. Secondly, when there's like a problem in a relationship that's like romantic, (laughs) there's a different POV that you can go to that is like a trusted person when guys who inevitably do stupid shit say like, hey, this seemed to be in the gray area for how I understood this problem. I can go to someone who I trust who can like straighten me out and be like, absolutely not, Matt. Why the fuck did you say that? And then you're like, oh, wow, this is a second source of information that I'm in the wrong and it's two people I trust. Maybe I am in the wrong. And it's like, I don't see any downsides for, for having yeah. strong attachments to, to the opposite sex or whichever sex you're dating or whatever. You That's think, just me. Yeah. Darcy, do you think that like with being better friends with women now dating versus before that you can feel that difference? Yeah, I would definitely think so. And I think it comes back to just being confident in your own, your own relationship and, and, you know, because it, I think it comes back to being anxious or, you know, being not paranoid per se. But like that, if, if you're confident in your relationship, you shouldn't necessarily be worried about their friends and, and how that works. And when, you know, men, women, whatever, I was like, as you were talking about, I can find with Alan probably more than anybody else, but I would, you know, not think that should cause strife in the relationship. And especially like I would introduce you pretty early on and something like yeah. that. So that way they would get to know and feel comfortable. So I, yeah, I, I see no reason. Yeah. And both of you have actually hit on pretty big themes that the people who said, nah, it's not weird said. So a lot of people who didn't think it was weird said that the reason is because, oh, well, that means, and again, these are mostly women dating men. That's just mm-hmm. who follows me. But they said, oh, well, that means that he thinks women are equals. That means that he can have friendships with them. That means that he respects women's opinions and you know understands their POV. And then the other thing mm-hmm. for what you said, Darcy, was people saying, if you don't trust your partner, why are you dating them? Bingo. Yep. That's, yeah. I will say, Matt um, really encouraged me to invite the guy that ghosted me to a game night. So, <laughs> thanks for that advice. And you know what? It got to the it got you in that relationship to the logical conclusion. Yes, it did. It just did. a little bit quicker, and it was my fault. I'm sorry. And I'm totally teasing. It was not your Maybe fault. Maybe did her a favor. So. Darcy, in case you haven't heard the podcast, episode. Yeah, oh, you did. I did okay. Hear that. I was about to say, in case you haven't heard the podcast episode, why are you not listening to every podcast episode? But you are. So sure. great. <laughs> I have. Um, okay, just like a random question: Does your social media feature your relationship with your friend? I'd have to have social media to like really have that problem as I'm pretty much a ghost. I was more or less a Twitter egg until I was told that it was getting creepy and I needed to fix that. Um, <laughs> but And I'm not on like Facebook or anything like that. So, but I do know that like when I'm tagging stuff, you know, you can definitely go back and look at things like that. But I, you know, I, I don't think like our friendship has ever been like a problem because we're tagging a whole bunch of stuff like that. Um, yeah. You know, no one's ever questioned it. I am the one who told Darcy that he needed to change his, profile picture to a picture of himself because I said people you're dating are looking you up on social media and you have no posts and you're a Twitter egg. Unacceptable. Terrifying. 
It's terrifying. I've, I've only come halfway from there, so still no pictures, but at least a, at least at least a profile. And and by the way, I don't I don't have social media either. The one part of relationship dynamic that I never got or appreciated was like the presentationality of romantic relationships. If it's like, oh my god, babe, I can't believe it's been three months. Six photos of them making out. You know, this is so incredible and amazing. I couldn't imagine my life with anyone besides you. For me, I'm one of those people that you should have just said that face to face with your partner, because that means a lot more than telling your followers <laughs> about your own private relationship. It almost desensitizes it to me and calls into question motives a little bit. But yeah, um, I mean, people definitely don't. And I, I obviously have a, a little bit of a weird perspective here because I'm the one with a platform about my dating life. But <laughs> so I'm talking to thousands of people about, but I, you know, it's all anonymous and everybody, you know, it's not about my private life per se, but I do think that there is such an aspect of it of nobody goes on Instagram and does a post that says like, babe, and I got in a fight today. Like, nobody, <laughs> does, nobody does that, you know, like it's very positive always. It's almost like toxic positivity in a sense. And so you don't see both sides of it. And, you know. <laughs> You also see all this stuff about someone's relationship, but then when they break up, we don't get to see shit. Right. I take issue with that. <laughs> don't we all? Yeah. There's a lot of celebrities I have words for. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I've taken Matt as a plus one to a wedding and yeah. yeah. And um, I've posted photos of us to my story, but he's, he hasn't made the grid. <laughs> I, so because of, so I did take Darcy to a wedding and, but, the picture of us was the very last one purposefully in the like carousel so that nobody would think I was doing exactly what you said, Matt. But because we play doubles volleyball together, there are a lot of pictures in my grid of just the two of us because we like just won a tournament or we just fucked up a tournament or like whatever, whatever the case was. But like you do that in volleyball, you take pictures with your doubles partner and you post it. Like that's just what you do. Mm hmm. And so I think that if you didn't understand that, you'd probably see my grid and be like, wow, she has a lot of pictures mm. with one guy. But that's because we play doubles volleyball together. But that wouldn't be something that might cross your mind otherwise if you don't know that. Yeah. All about context. I'm not hating on like pictures with friends and pictures with romantic partners. I'm mostly hating about those paragraphs under it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that is what I, I take, like, sort of take offense to. Also it's... known as captions. Oh, the captions? Okay. <laughs> 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 the superfluous over the top captions where you're just like I give you credit for even reading them. Yeah. I was, <laughs> was going to say cut to the person you're dating listening to this being like never doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um okay, we're going to move right along. Um have you guys what were um and you don't have to say them now, but like have you ever had negative feelings or opinions on the person your friend was dating? Did you voice them why or why not? Interesting. So I have only known Darcy while dating, because I didn't really know you when you were dating the person before, mm -hmm. that I do have negative feelings about, though I never actually met them. I only have negative feelings in hindsight. But so the person that I, that Darcy was, has dated while we were close was also a friend of mine. Yeah. So no. Okay. Gotcha. That makes perfect sense. Well, while we do have mostly platonic friends, the volleyball community can, you know, people get to know each other. Let's just put it that way. That can that I've seen be a problem for me in the past. So you've actually hit on something else. You guys are sort of naturally hitting <laughs> on a lot of the themes that the listeners and followers have submitted. And that is that they 
only think it's weird if there's history there. Like there, there were a lot of people that needed to know context. I agree with that. I think if you change the dynamic to you have a close friend of another gender and that person is your ex, I think we are having an entirely different conversation. And so I do want to separate that out and have that conversation on a different podcast. Totally. But Darcy, you may have accidentally done this, but you avoided telling Rourke whether you've ever had a problem with someone I dated. Oh, well, yeah, I have a big problem. My best friend is not. No, I've never had a problem with anybody. No, like, I don't think I've ever had a problem with anybody's like boyfriend or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, I think this is an interesting question because we, we have had a couple situations where at least inside the friend group, and, you know, specifically, Rourke and I have a couple of conversations where you never know how much to critique, what to critique, what could be like a trigger point and what could just be something that's like, oh, yeah, it sucks that he does that or something and how to bring it up in sort of a healthy way. Um, and also, you don't know 95% of the relationship about like what's going on behind, you know, closed doors. You know, is this his presentational sort of uh alpha machismo coming across just when it's 12 of us in a room playing running charades or is this how he treats you you know when you two are just hanging out on the couch i think that was not about anyone i've dated no i was like a hypothetical situation i'm just saying (laughs) when you see clearly negative behavior um but you don't know the context of it i think it's a very gray area for me to say something or not because inevitably it's her choice who she's going to date And even if there's some things that I don't like about him, it's, I don't know if it's my place to tell her that unless directly asked. Mm -hmm. And right after your really. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, We're going to call him PowerPoint. PowerPoint. You told that story. (laughs) Uh, Right after relationship with PowerPoint, we were. We have evidence who doesn't listen to the pod. Yeah, I was about to say, we now know who doesn't listen to the pod. (laughs) Thank you, Darcy, for being a good friend. Good friend. Good friend, Darcy. Bad friend, Matt. Um, (laughs) Right after that, we went to... um, We went to Pisana. Pisana. And we were talking about it. And right after the relationship ended, it was two or three of us who were really saying, this is what we do not like about PowerPoint, or this is what we saw, and this is everything. And Rourke was kind of mad at us. Sort of, I was. I think there was definitely a reaction to where it was like, "Why didn't you guys say this?" Oh, you felt this? yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's said, what I was frustrated. I wasn't yeah. frustrated that you had negative thoughts. Oh no, no, no. It was just that we had not, as friends, like sort of opened up and, and flag posted these or signposted, not flag posted, signposted these things along the way or flagged mm-hmm. them along the way because yeah. she, who respects our opinion, would have taken them into account. And I was like, oh, that puts us in a really great I understand. I'm sorry about that. No, no. But like, what what do you say? What crosses the threshold of something so big that you should bring it up to one of your best friends? And what does not cross the threshold, which is like, I don't think he's as affectionate with you as I think you want Mm -hmm. versus something like he treats you like shit. Right, right, right. What do you say and what don't you? That's where I kind of drawn the line is like when I see the person and this isn't about anybody that Darcy's dated but when I see the person treating them poorly yeah and like like super like unequivocally not gray area I've had a couple situations like this where I've had friends where I'm like this is abuse actually like this is this has gone into like that space okay before that I feel like it's so Mm -hmm. hard because the other thing that you don't want is you don't want your friend to stop fighting in you you don't want them to push you away because you don't support their relationship yeah i i've had that with my most recent breakup where i was surprised when a couple of people were like 
you know what? I think it's probably good that that ended. Uh, and I'm like, <laughs> you were like the most sportive person about the whole thing before. What, what, what was the change of heart here? And didn't know anything about it. But then as soon as it's over, oh, now it's very comfortable to bring up, you know, and say all those things. So, yeah, I, the way I would always approach it, though, because I had that situation where where I was like, I try and be inquisitive about it. Like, what, like I asked that person, like, what do you feel about this? What did you think when they did this? Something like that. And let them kind of dictate their feelings. And if they're very, very strong one way and they're not going to budge, then they don't want to hear it, then I don't say it. But if they leave that door open to be like, oh, well, I mean, did you think about when they did this or that, whatever? It, it kind of naturally comes up and you can slide that your feelings into that by going through how, what they feel. That's a good strategy. Yeah. Yeah. I like the question. I like the question method. And I also said to, I don't, I doubt I said this to you. Cause I mean, I think part of the reason your relationship with Laura didn't work out is because she really didn't want to hang out with, like, yes. I don't think she had any interest in spending time yeah. with us. Antisocial. Right. And so, um, in the few times she did spend time with us, something I've told Matt now is something I like to see is that like when you bring the person you're dating in that you're still yourself and I've commented that I felt like when she was when she was with us you were not yourself and I think it was because he was so worried about her like having a good time like I think he you were just like very worried about her impressions of things and so you couldn't really be fully yourself in the group yeah I'm not proud of the way that I like acted during <laughs> some of that relationship but uh, what, what work is talking about too is I was constantly pitching her the group to try to say, look how fun, look how amazing this is. And so I was always trying to make sure that her experience was as fun as possible, but I was never going to be able to accomplish that. So yeah, I, I, yeah, it was not great. Yeah. And Rourke, you worried about that with the cyclist, right? Like you were worried that if you brought him into the group that you would constantly have to be thinking, is he having fun? Yeah, he's a more introverted person. And I think also he needed to be, he mentioned to me once that he like hates board games or like doesn't have the like patience for puzzles or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about this. I don't know about this. <laughs> no, we've been pretty lucky about that with our in general friend group where like everybody we brought in is pretty game to, you know, do what we're doing and you get game get to game. Board. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like we said, we get pretty intense with some of the stuff that we do and we're, we're almost afraid that we're too much for. But we've been pretty lucky that our friend groups never really had a problem with that. Yeah. I wonder though, do you guys think there's a difference when, if you date a different gender than you and you have friends that way, do you think it's easier or better or easier or harder rather if they're single versus not? So like if like you were single during, the, oh no, you weren't. You were for part, half and half during my relationship with the Oyster. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I could never tell whether it was easier that you were or easier that you weren't with them. I would, uh, I would just logically think it's easier if the, the friend is in a relationship. I, just because, you know, that they're committed to doing something else. They have their own thing and you know that they have interest in somebody else. Whereas they're single, I could see that as, you know, being recognized more of a threat, even if it's not actually true. But at least, you know, if there is a relationship that other person's committed to, it's clear and evident that they're not going after. Yeah. So. I think the thing that I ran into, though, is I tried to provide that argument. I tried to be like, but Darcy's dating my good friend. Like, yeah. are, you're crazy. Like, what? And his retort was, well, yeah, convenient. He's with someone. But what if he weren't? Mm. That's just looking for trouble. That, there. Yeah, you're, exactly. Yeah. You can if that is the yeah. illogical logic going on that you can't break that chain of thought. That's that's not that's not your responsibility. 
you know, you're, we're playing with hypotheticals here that don't exist. So, well, like, why, why even engage in the conversation? Yeah, no, it was it was a loco <laughs> rationale, but it just was like, I, it was like, damned if I do, damned if I don't kind of a thing. 100%. What do you guys think? I mean, I thought, like, I think it was like a little bit easier to tell the cyclist that I, I reference Matt in casual conversation all the time. And so I was very relieved to say, oh, like, Matt brought the girl that he's dating to game night. Um, and he, the cyclist was like, oh, he's dating someone? I, I was like, yeah. <laughs> and so I, like, I definitely felt more comfortable saying that. Um, relationship status changes. So you can't rely on that to be the it's way so to bring it up. So I will say sometimes I it Sorry. I, I was no, I was just going to say it. You go. You <laughs> go. You go, Darcy. You right, go. I'll go. Um, I'm, I'm surprised we're, we're this far in this first time. Yeah, this is the first time this has happened. Uh, no, like I, I did have an experience though recently with a friend group where it was actually, it was actually uh, interesting because I was seeing a girl during quarantine and her roommate started seeing somebody at like the same time. And it became like this weird, like competitive thing between them. And what mm-hmm. relates to the friend group is, was that I went away for uh, like three weeks to, you know, during like New Year's. But meanwhile, the roommate's new guy was meeting the friends and she was getting resentful of me for not meeting the friends. <laughs> oh, and God. this is also a girl who, who uh, she had an actual like org chart for her friends. And there were like three <laughs> different, yeah, there was an org chart. There was like different segments in which friends were which. Wait, and I, I got tested. <laughs> Wait, Allie. We're type A, and this is a whole nother level. That is on another I'm try- level. I, I, I wish I could remember what the name of the, the Ske- Skellies was the name of, like, the inner circle. And then there was, like, the outer friend group. And I literally had to, like, write down who was in what group and, and what their relationship to each other was. Like, it was, <laughs> yeah. I am, first of all, the fact that you never told me. Okay. <laughs> That is. Yeah. How shortly after that did the after the test did the relationship last? Well, I passed. Let me say with flying colors. So, <laughs> Killed it. Uh, yeah, let, let's just say I never ended up meeting the friend group in the end. Coming back to it, like I I didn't feel intimidated or anything like that. But I think when somebody pushes it in a in a weird fashion, that can put a little extra pressure on it. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I'm still reeling from this information. <laughs> yeah, that is wild. By the way, the what I was going to say is. Part of the reason, and you know, to Rourke's detriment, that I want to meet the guy so soon is to try to dispel some of the stories that they're telling themselves that of of the person who I might be, or you know, mm. oh my God, he, you know, you're, you're close to this guy, you're sort of whatever. Well, if you see me and I'm this affable, unintimidating guy, are you calling yourself affable and unintimidating? Yes, okay. <laughs> that's his. That's his. That's his hinge bio. <laughs> But, but what I'm saying is like, if you, if, if you then see that person and they see that there is no, you know, resentment or, or romantic sort of push yeah. that you're making towards this person, then every time that one of the, the women in the group references me or I reference them, they don't get triggered for lack no. of a better word. Yeah. So, um, but guys, I, I have to ask the elephant in the room question here. And that is why haven't you guys dated? I mean, we're going to ask that right back. But I mean, I think that like, we are so similar. I don't know quite what that would like, look like. I don't know that the world could handle it. (laughs) Matt, do you agree? I think there was an immediate sort of friendistry, sort of like, uh, for lack of a better word. New term. I like that word. You want to, you're pulled closer to this person. You're very intrigued and you're very engaged, but very intelligent. We have great conversations, all that type of stuff. 
And part of it is like, well, we'd know it by now if we were meant to be super mm. long-term romantic partners. One of the 350 times we've been drunk together, we would have hooked up or one of the, you know, it would have sort of happened. And I don't think that speaks ill to either of us as like attractive humans. Oh, totally. It's just sort of not that way. And I also think that it's one of those things too, where it's like, I, and we can, this is a separate topic where it's like, I value this friendship on like Agreed. such a profound level Agreed. that like, we would either basically have to decide like right. we're getting married right. or like, <laughs> like, and we would like, that would need to be the discussion. Right. And it's, we're not going to get married. But you can't, you can't really, like Eric said, you can't really like mess that up. You yeah. don't want to mess that up. Yeah. Um, all right. Same question back to you guys. Uh, why aren't you two dating? Um, I would be in prison for murder. So when, when yeah. you guys said that you were very similar, we are very different. I mean, we have a lot in common, obviously, mm-hmm. we're good friends. Yeah. But like I, as, as noted, I'm very type A. I, I, I will routinely send you like five or six text messages in a row because you're not responding fast. Uh, I, I do tend to die mm-hmm. occasionally via text message where she'll like, when, I, when the emojis start coming out, I know I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, dude, you got to get on that. Yeah, no, I, I'm not always the best texter back. But yeah, that, I, we know the, the the way our dynamic and our friendship work is just perfect. Like, you don't, there's no questions. There's no ambiguity. It's just very easy, straightforward. And, you know, like, I wouldn't trick the world. No, I agree. That was beautiful. Well, this was a blast. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Any final thoughts? You guys think of the, your podcast experience. Uh, I, I hope I came off pretty good (laughs) it was great to meet you guys i had a lot of fun and you know i love listening to the podcast so just happy to be part of it well guys this was so much fun thank you both for coming on yeah anytime oh killed it well thanks guys have um a great rest of your day talk to you later bye bye guys bye